Welcome to Behind the Drop Podcast. We hope you are well wherever you are listening to us. Thank you for locking in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us listening to, I was going to say brand new, but most of our stories are kind of actually old, but brand new to you because you probably haven't heard them before or might have just kind of like come across them. But we really dig in. We really dig into the best stories from the music industry. And if you are listening to us, please do us a favor and like this podcast on whatever like you use it, whether it's YouTube, which we don't put off on, Spotify, probably Apple, all of that kind of stuff. Because in the words of Stephen Bartlett, it helps more than you can imagine. Literally. And like share it yeah. and Take like it. it, tell your friends, you know, word of mouth. I think that's the best one. I think if you like the podcast and like it, but then just tell your friends. Yeah. yeah. Word of mouth is the best thing. And starting with things I hate, right? I have got one this, this week. <laughs> what do you, who, do you, who do you hate? Well, I love and hate Nationwide. I don't know what, if you've seen. Why would you like Nationwide? Nationwide are my bank. Yeah. Well, no, my, my, my building society. So my love and hate relationship works like this. A couple of weeks ago, you get like a little notification on your app and a letter through saying, we've made loads of profits this month, this year. The reason I've made loads of profits is because the interest rates have gone crazy. In yeah. So we've made like, I think, billions in profit. They're like, but well, we're a building society, not a bank. So if we, when we make money, you make money. We're going to give you £100. And I was like, that's sick. What? What's a building society? Don't actually know what like why it makes it different, but it acts like a bank. Like you know, you get a mortgage, you get a loan, you can do right. Bank. Like it's, it acts like a bank. Yeah. But it's not officially a bank; it's a building society, which makes basically think it means it has members rather than customers. I think that's the difference, but I don't really know. Yeah. So I'm like, great, that's amazing. My bank's the best. Cool. But then <laughs> you just start seeing. If you start, if you look around now, you'll see all the advertisement for this is crazy. Every tube, every like bus stop thing is like we're nationwide and we share our profits. We're the best bank. Da, da, da. I'm like <gasps> propaganda. That's all cool. It's not propaganda. It's just marketing. And I was like, this marketing thing. It's so. Bi- I see it like five times a day. And I'm like, I thought first thought it was sick that you give me a hundred pound. I still do. But you've actually you spent millions, yeah. and millions and millions and millions of pounds on this marketing campaign. I would much prefer you just give me the extra money. Yeah. Give me 250 quid and then save yeah. the money on that. And I also, like, I told my friends, I was like, yo, like, you're nationwide. Like, da, da, da. the word of mouth is probably better than the marketing campaign. Literally. Any, anyway. But I can now just keep seeing it. So, yeah. And now you told all the millions of listeners of this podcast. Exactly. Fucking hell. But also, it's a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a business, yeah. But it's, it's quite cool to get money from your bank. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, but how much money are you actually giving them? Like, yeah. don't. My mortgage has gone up this year 100 pound doesn't even touch oh no and like a week i moved in like two years ago and then like i made the stupid mistake of going on my banking and going on the mortgage bit and then seeing how much i've paid off in two years they're saying i've paid five grand that's it so like most of it's been interest and then this might be a little bit of a boring conversation but are you one of the people like bought in covid and then bought like during like i don't know no no stamp duty no because i was well i i was a first-time buyer so i didn't actually pay you only pay stamp duty on three hundred thousand pounds plus um so i bought during covid but yeah first-time buyer so i only didn't like i didn't save that much money because of the covid no stamp duty thing yeah yeah um but yeah, but because I was a freelance DJ during a pandemic, it was really difficult for me to get a mortgage. Yeah, of course. Still still is even like, yeah. And everyone's fucked now. I mean, not, not you, but like a lot of people who bought in that time, there's like a million or over a million houses. That mortgage is getting like remortgaged. So people are just going to feel that burn because of 
because the interest rate i think my friend um her flat she is her mortgage is going up by 800 pounds a month it's just dumb that's another mortgage it's just not it's not affordable like like, how the fuck are you supposed to pay that how is that you can't and the and the house is like it's under a million so like imagine homes that are like 1.5 so the mortgage is going up like 16 but then rent goes two, up, th- two grand goes up, and it's like how you can't like yeah. That's why I mean I think there, there has to be some mad kind of crash because people literally won't be able to afford it. People are gonna lose homes. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's what anyway. That's UK at the moment. Love nationwide. Love nationwide. Love nationwide. Love nationwide. Um, but what a more music related news? I don't know if you saw the new Dave and Central C project that they dropped. Yeah. But that was amazing. What, so like, you were telling me about the crazy numbers that it's doing. So we're recording this maybe like four, I think it's four or five days after the the video the video dropped because they, they dropped a project now, um, like a four track EP, and they that yeah the date the number let me check Dave Central C. So uh, in five days, yeah, four days, ten million views. I don't think that's ever been done in the UK before. That's mad. Kind of like it's Drake level views. It's like top top level views. It's kind of crazy, but I guess you've got literally got the. Well, definitely Central C is doing the most numbers like outside of the UK, and uh, yeah, you've got two probably arguably the bit biggest like rappers, UK rappers on there. Joint powers, boom. Wow, it's mad. We'll do a full podcast on like. Maybe some of the yeah, some because it's, it's it's crazy and the marketing behind it and like they teased it for so long and they produced for Central C but they've never done anything together. They bought each other out different shows. It was like where's the club? Where's the club? And then bang, out of nowhere it comes. It's genius. It's too much. I can't handle it. <laughs> but speaking of like collabs, um, JoJo's on a track with Mahalia. Is it? I think that's coming out like in a few days or next week or is something. Is it JoJo featuring Mahalia or where it's, I think it's Mahalia featuring JoJo. Because she sampled it. Or is it I don't know. Well, I, I literally saw a clip, a picture of them. Okay. Like art, like artwork. That's mad. So, yeah, timing wise. I know. We're on, we're on Boo. We talk about JoJo when she comes back into the UK. <laughs> the power of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get into it. What are we doing today? I'm so... Excited. I think this was actually kind of your, like, y- you mentioned it, okay. but. Still my idea. <laughs> no, it's um, brain brainstorming. Okay, um, you can guess, actually, but you'll probably get it now. I, I don't, I, you can't give me something. Yeah, you know, I'll give you a clue. Okay. Um, they have the longest running beefs in hip hop history. The longest running. Maybe it's an exaggeration, but it's like pretty much the longest running beef. Is there still beefing today? And then beefing for like ten years or some shit. Since nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. It's two men, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> women don't beef as much. Was get squashed. What Cardi B and Nicki? <laughs> I actually don't know. Okay, I'm trying. And it was my idea. It was like you kind of mentioned it. It was a while ago, though. Too early. Um, for I'm trying to give you. Too early for fifty. Cause it's not ninety nine. She pack and biggie dead. Jay Z and Nas. No. <laughs> Imagine if I was like <laughs> Jay Z and <laughs> Dame Dash. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
It's 50 Cent versus Ja Rule. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's like it started fucking 24 years ago. Oh, I know it said that was like 2005 or some shit. 99? That's like when it like started. Okay, sick. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm good at this one. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. Someone, Do you know a lot? Well, I mean, no, I know the tracks. Some, some of those early tracks. Yeah. You don't want beef with 50. You don't want beef with 50. Okay, I'm, 50 I'm, scares me. I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. It's gonna be good. Okay, here we go. So there were a couple of like kind of similar, I mean, it was such a long time ago. There are kind of like similar stories about how like it initially started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with like kind of the first one. So Ja Rule shooting a music video in 1999 in Queens in New York. One of 50's affiliates robbed Ja Rule of his chain. And 50 claimed that Ja later ran into them both in the club and um, Ja Rule was quite cold to him. Um, ja Rule denies seeing them all together, um, but he confirms that the robbery happened and that their beef stemmed from 50 being snubbed by Murder Inc. during a shoot for his single Murder for Life. But... This is kind of like the other version. Um, in an interview with Vlad TV, Ja Rule denies the rumor of the robbery, but then he kind of says that it did happen. He says that his friend from Southside named Lil Troy got out of jail and saw Ja Rule on his block. Um, he came to talk to him. Uh, basically, when he was in jail, he like heard rumors that someone was like sleeping with his girl at the time. So when he came out, he like confronted Ja Rule with a gun. <laughs> And he asked him if he was sleeping with her and asked for Ja Rule's chain. And Ja Rule was like, didn't have a gun on him. So he's like, well, you have a gun. So here's my chain. I love how you say he asked for his chain. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind this gun just pointing at you. Um, And then Ja Rule goes to confront him. But before he does, he calls um, and tells Kenneth McGriff, who's Supreme, who's um, a drug lord and gangster. And then Supreme ended up sorting it and got the chain back. I mean, I'm sure there was like a bit more to it than just he sorted it. But so that's kind of like Ja Rule's side of the story. Um, and then Ja Rule apparently ran into 50 Cent at the club soon after this incident, and 50 was with Lil Troy. So I think 50 thought that Ja Rule like felt a type of way because he knew that this chain incident happened and then sorry the robbery happened and then he was like oh like now that i'm seen with like the enemy and like whatever of course he's not gonna like he's not gonna like that guy and probably no literally um and so uh ja rule thinks that this is the story like this is why 50 like started the beef basically um, and also in this Vlad TV interview, he also claims that 50 has crossed every person that's ever helped him and been part of his story from Eminem, Dre. And he's found a way to backstab them. He also spoke about a time they were both on a flight together, but also just going back to the backstab thing. Like, he's he a- hasn't. Dr- but I think this is just him, like... I think 50 has made so many enemies and had beef with so many people, but the one, the two people he always stayed loyal to is Eminem and Dre. Right. I think there's a video of him even saying, it's like, with Dre, he's like, why'd I ever bite the hand that feeds me? Like, yeah. He's like, he, and he's like, Dre, and Dre is to M what I, what M is to me. So Literally. I never disrespect Dre, even if we whatever kind of fall out. They basically like, still did the- helped like, 
cre- not create him, but just like yeah. elevated him. Um, created, remember, like the first, <clears throat> the, the first video, like literally creating him in the lab. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on jokes. Uh, but yeah, about the flight together. So like, they've had this like be for years, but then he mentions that like they. Like, Ja Rule was, like, on the plane. He was in, like, first class or whatever. He's, like, on his phone. And then he looks up and there's just, like, this huge guy. And, like, he's, like, oh, it's someone's bodyguard. So he's, like, looking for the body. And then he noticed that it was 50 Cent. And then apparently they were just, like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And that's it. And they just, like, Nothing. that was their flight. But also, what are you going to do on a flight? Yeah, yeah. When you're the heady one, T.O. Wainty. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> I forgot about that. What? <laughs> Again, well, just they fought, fight, right? And they're just like, kind of, yeah, I think they threw like a couple punches, but then obviously you split up, and then you're in the, the, such a small walkway in it, like, yeah. And it's like, you will get arrested, yeah. I think they probably did get arrested on the way back on the one when they landed, yeah. Probably let go why, why do they, why are they beefing? It's, uh, it's Tottenham versus Edmonton, oh, long, long standing. Oh, to me, Tottenham just reminds me of Beyonce now. It's been a month. I mean, I'm not a month. <laughs> no, not Paul Water Farm. It does have Beyonce. For me, Beyonce. For me, um, well, because I live, I live like in North London, so I was like on a bus, and then we passed through like the route that I took from the uh, stadium, and I was like, oh, Beyonce. The, the, the memories come flooding back. <laughs> my friend was like, because I mean, so many people went to go see Beyonce, and uh, my friend was like, I just feel like I can't speak to people who haven't seen her anymore because we've all the people that have seen her, we've just all shared this experience and we're in an elevated group now. Oh, no, this is sounding a bit like a religion. Just relax. Just relax. It's okay. <laughs> if you said about the Burn Away concert, I'd be more willing. Anyway. He did He did one show, no? Yeah. Um, yeah, one. Yeah, Olympic Stadium, like 80,000. No, maybe. Wembley Stadium, no? He did Olympic Stadium. Uh, which one's that one? Like East, like the... Um, West the London Stadium. That's yeah. what they call it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, East London. Sick. Uh okay, so getting back to the theories on why the beef started, people from Queens believe that Supreme had something to do with the tension. After Supreme got out of jail, he got close to the Murder Inc. law and Irv Gotti. And if you don't know who Irv Gotti is, he's an American DJ, music producer, record executive, CEO, and co-founder of Murder Inc. Records with his brother. Um, so Supreme was trying to leave the drug lord life behind and go straight. So he wanted to make movies. So he asked Irv Gotti um, to help him out. Uh, so Supreme like supported Irv and Ja Rule, but didn't support 50. And 50 deserve, thought that he deserved the respect and support. Um, he allegedly felt like he truly lived the street life. And Supreme stuck with Ja Rule, who raps about street life. But 50 feels or felt like he didn't keep it real. Yeah. I mean, so he's like, I'm the real deal. And this like drug lord, like actual gangster is supporting this like yeah. guy who's like, like just raps about it. And, fuck. Yeah. 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 I mean, 50's hard as fuck, so like... But, I mean, no, this is, no, 50's street cred is just... It's just he got uh, shot nine times! He got shot nine times, he's like... He's, it's not even that, well, he is that. But he, I mean... He just looks at you, you, you feel it. Yeah, like, I feel it now, and we're in this podcast studio. And where's Ja Rule, like... Again, you, you, you just feel energy sometimes, and Ja Rule is obviously... A lot of people grow up in the hood or whatever, but, like, you know, he's a good... He's not going to do what 50 does. Yeah. Like, what's the one, like... 
<laughs> the fifty day got got me was like um we all having so many minutes like he got shot like I got it was the guy he was talking about the guy who shot me he's like well he got shot like I got shot but he ain't fucking breathing I'm like, <laughs> it's just so true like, yeah it's, him, it's this true. guy's dead <laughs> like, like I actually can't believe he got shot nine times nine yeah. times and survived yeah um also imagine being the shooter he's dead and yeah but like I just mean like imagine shooting nine times and not oh. killing the person yeah yeah he'd be like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah it was like where did you shoot <laughs> like like anyway um so yeah later that year in october 1999 50 releases his diss track life's on the line his first diss track aimed at job rule and murder inc it was off of his shelved debut album called power of the dollar and that never actually saw the light of day and was eclipsed by job rules million unit selling debut album veni veni veggi so at, by this point, Jaw rules like ahead. Yeah, and they're actually almost the same age as well. I think they're one year apart. Okay, yeah. they're in their fifties, but like one year apart. Um, in two thousand, fifty crew, fifty crew, fifties crew ran into Murder Inc. at Hit Factory Studios in New York, and Jaw Rule allegedly got a tip off that fifty was recording and paid him a visit and resulting in 50 being stabbed by murder inks rapper black child black was, child stabbed 50 yeah brave <laughs> there was another confrontation in atlanta in which javel claims that he struck 50 cent with a baseball bat later his crew stepping in to beat up 50 cent but at the time 50 was taking shots at everyone and anyone that had clout with diss tracks um trying to come up and to this very day he believes that one of supreme shooters was behind the nine bullets that was the he thing. was shot that with. Was thing. He just went, he came for everyone. There's a one track. Yeah. Everyone. Like, kind of like Takeshi 6 9 but back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He would have been Takeshi 6 9 Trolling. Complete troll. Complete troll. But he actually has the. the cl- yeah. Yeah. The clout, the clout. <laughs> Not um, yeah. Takeshi. Um, so while he was recovering from his life-threatening wounds Ja Rule was making it big debuting at number one with Pain is Love which was also nominated for a Grammy so I know that even Ja Rule is admitted and I think everyone kind of knows that 50 kind of won this beef this like two decade long beef Mm -hmm. in terms of like career trajectory right but let's not get it twisted like Ja Rule is like Huge. Joe did his absolute fucking thing for like five, six, six years. Yeah, even longer. But like he is like legendary status as well. I just think it's a shame because my first ever concert, Joe. Really (laughs) cute. How old were you? (laughs) Like twelve, thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Astoria, London Astoria, so small. My first two people I saw ever saw were Ludacris and Joe. Joe and then Ludacris, and I was like, fucking hell. I can't believe that you were allowed on that in that show. Sure, like I just yeah, yeah, just walk in. Like I was like I was young. But yeah, my brothers and okay, no, but do you know what I mean. Like I feel like rap shows, like it, it ha- like it's like sixteen plus, surely. Yeah, but unless it's a stadium kind of show. Yeah, but back then people didn't care. I know. 
<laughs> the good old days. Yeah. Oh, I miss the story. But they, they were both so small. And I was just like, oh my God, these rappers are just... Oh, you mean were, like literally height? They were like five fives or something. Yeah. But like, I was like, I couldn't believe how small they were. Yeah. How, how tall is... Can you Google how tall 50 Cent is? Oh, 50 Cent's got to be a lot bigger than that. Oh my God. <laughs> I think, but yeah. How tall is 50 Cent? Can I guess? Yeah, go on. 5'11". He's 1.83. He's 1.61. That's hot. <laughs> two centimetres smaller than me. And Java is 1.75 centimetres, which I don't know. Oh, so it's like yeah. 10 centimetres. It's not bad. That's nah, small. That's 10 centimetres like this? Well, yeah. It's That's not... a lot. Yeah. Alright, fine. Cool. Um... So, giving some flowers to Ja Rule. Um, he was signed to Irv Gotti's Murder, Inc. records and had absolute fucking hits that are still played to this day, including Between Me and You featuring Christina Milian, I'm Real Murder Remix and Ain't It Funny with J-Lo, Always on Time and Mesmerized with Ashanti and Wonderful featuring R. Kelly and Ashanti. And he was kind of like the first... He's spoken about how he kind of... It wasn't like... Like, if you think about those, like, features, they're, like, both kind of the artists. It's not, like, Ja Rule featuring or, like, Ashanti featuring. Like, those tracks are, I think, almost 50-50. Like, it's not just a verse that he's, like, spitting on or whatever. Like, it actually is, like, a duo track. Yeah. And I think, like, he kind of almost, like, invented that. Yeah, because he then... Yeah, well, I mean, the numerous track hits with Ashanti and J-Lo... Yeah, because if you think about like I actually can't think of like whose track it technically is. Do you know what I mean? Like I just think of it as like their track, Both of them, yeah. um, which is actually like I think such a huge accomplishment. It's just like, yeah. And also because they're like Murder Inc. Yeah. It's just like, oh, let's both, yeah, we yeah. both get a push here. Uh, he's been nominated for four Grammys and as mentioned before, his debut album, Veni Vedi Vecchi in 99 was platinum selling. Um, with his second and third albums, Rule 336, that came out in um, 2000, and Pain is Love in 2001, uh, both topped the US Billboard 200 and sold over combined 50 million units. Oh, yeah. And as of 2018, Ja Rule has sold 14.4 million units in the US and sold over 30 million records worldwide. So that's like superstar level. Like, that's insane. Um, and that's like three albums like in consecutive years. Like that's boom, wild. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And um while Ja Rule was living up as a rap superstar, 50 was working track after track. And in 2002, his mixtape Guess Who's Back made it into the hands of Eminem's manager, Paul Rosenberg. Dre and Eminem signed him to their Interscope label Shady Records and Aftermath. 50 Cent became the first solo artist signed to Shady and Aftermath. And he dropped Wanksta, which peaked at number 13 on the Billboard charts, um, which was the sen- second single released on Shady Records, with the first being Lose Yourself, which was the title track from 8 Mile, uh, which actually won an Oscar for Best Original Song. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still, but at the time it was the first hip-hop song that had ever won the award. 50 released other diss tracks that were aimed at Ja Rule, but the knockout track was in the club. And I just want to play you a clip of Irv Gotti speaking about 
<laughs> when the have you have you seen it's so funny um him speaking about when they first heard the track on <laughs> rizzle's youtube video he talked about it in the interview saying we said all right let's listen let's let's listen to it I'm like, oh God, fucking Dre, right? So boom. So then, no, but wait a minute, you're bringing it back. So I'm like, all right, the beat is fucking nuts. He may have one, but let's see if he connected the dots lyrically. He may have not connected the dots lyrically. You I'm like, is it? I turn the rule, and everyone in the office, and I say, yo. Buckle up, we have a major problem. It's crazy. <laughs> boom, boom. Dude. Boom, boom. It's so true, though. It is true. Because that beat is crazy. It's like so Dre of that time. Yeah. And then it's not even in the, in the club. It's the uh, <laughs> go, 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 show. Go, Shawty. Like, have you ever it's heard anything? Like, it, that's still to this day, like, people just say that. Yeah. It's just people just sing that. It's your birthday. Like every, that, that that track just gets yeah, it's crazy. I was actually listening to Fifty Cent on my way to the studio, and I mean, this came out like before Spotify and everything, and it still got over a billion plays. You'll never die. I mean, uh, all of those tracks from Ja Rule are obviously crazy and like get run in the clubs and stuff. But just that, just just that line, just phenomenal. Like it's just too much. It's too much. Oh my god. That just, I'm really gassed now just because we're talking about that track. Um, yeah. So at the time, Murder Inc. also got raided in 2003 after suspicions came in that they were aiding Supreme in his money laundering. Slowly, things were going down for Murder Inc. Their competition were killing it, and heavy hitters in the industry now saw them more of a more as a liability. So, for example, if they invited Murder Inc. to a show, they knew that Fifty and Eminem wouldn't show up. So, and like Fifty and Eminem were like fucking blowing up. Well, Eminem was already like yeah. huge, um, and Shady Records were doing absolute numbers. So, people would obviously go. Yeah. Ja Rule even admitted during this time that he and Murder Inc. took a big L. Excuse me. Um, during this time, as things were really aligning for 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying was one of the most successful albums at the time. Released on the 6th of Feb 2003 on Shady Records, Aftermath Entertainment, and Interscope Records, it debuted and peaked at number one on Billboard on the Billboard 200. And these numbers are crazy. Selling over 872,000 copies in its first week of sales and 822,000 copies in its second week. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy. And then, like, some of the hits on that album are crazy. Like, in the club, obviously, 21 Questions, PIMP. And in 2020, it was certified nine times platinum, which is nine million. Nine times short, nine times platinum. And, oh my God. Oh my God, sorry, excuse me. Um, and it was Grammy nominated as well. It was also ranked number one album of the year on the Billboard 200 in 2003. So it's safe to say 50 success completely overshadowed Ja Rule's success, um, of the success that Ja Rule had only a few years before. Between 2002 and 2003, they both released diss tracks. 50 released I Smell Pussy, Back Down, and Hail Mary. And Ja Rule released Loose Change, Guess Who Shot Ya. 
Fast forward a few years to May 2011, it was confirmed that the feud was officially over. Ja Rule said, I'm cool, we ain't beefing no more, we'll never collaborate, that's just what it is. You don't have to be at war with somebody, but it's also kind of like US and another country that may not get along, <laughs> okay? We don't, we don't have to go to war, but we're not friends either, but we can coincide inside of a world. He's doing him and he's not thinking about me and I'm doing me and I'm not thinking about him. Except for the fact that he's just talking about <laughs> an interview. Uh, in September 2013, Ja Rule stopped by Hot 97 and spoke with Angie Martinez. Both Ja Rule and Irv Gotti acknowledged 50 Cent not only took a toll on Ja Rule's prominence, but also the federal indictment, um, which damaged Murder, Inc. as a music label. They also disclosed that they had been blackballed from various award shows where 50 Cent was due to perform... Um, and yeah, because of their feud, notwithstanding 50 Cent, seeing 50 Cent as a hustler, they liked his entrepreneurial mentality 10 years on, no longer had a problem with him. Well, it's because like they like lost, yeah, essentially. Like piece of tree. Yeah. Ja Rule indicated he had plans to write a book surrounding the whole experience. It's like, no, 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 I'm not thinking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it, but I'm going to write a book. Write a book. <laughs> My beef with 50. Yeah. <laughs> 50 and me. <laughs> in two, 2017, Ja Rule came under intense scrutiny for the role he played in Fire Festival. Oh, God. That's 2017. Isn't that mad? Six years? Six years ago. It doesn't feel like it's six years ago. Right? But I think it's because the documentary came out, like, yeah. what, 2019 or something? Uh, he was the co-founder with Billy McFarland, which was, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows what fire festival is but if you Never don't watch netflix documentary. yeah it's so fucking funny um it was a music festival that was essentially a scam ticket event um it's like lord of the flies basically yeah get dumped in an island and fend for yourself yeah it was like oh, and pay for the experience <laughs> pay so much money but it basically advertised using influencers um but the actual festival wasn't built so when the when the ticket buyers went to the festival thinking it was like a luxury and the lineup was insane yeah. as well yeah so when they went nothing was done and anyway you guys all probably know um but yeah, 50 Cent was mocking Ja Rule for this. But at the, at the same time, like, who wasn't? In 2019, in November, Ja Rule was actually cleared of any legal wrong, wrongdoing from his role in the festival, which I, I don't understand how. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, maybe he just didn't... Well, if you put up the money and you do promo, he, he probably wasn't in charge of your organization. I guess so. Well, he was maybe there just as, like, a name. Yeah. And put the money in. Yeah. It seemed like the other guy was the one who kind of like... Well, in March 2018, I know this is like a little side note, but Billy McFarlane pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud to defraud investors and ticket holders, second count to defraud a ticket vendor that occurred while out on bail. And in 2018, in October, McFarlane was sentenced to six years in prison in order to forfeit $26 million. Yeah, there you go. Took the rap. The organizers became the subjects of at least eight lawsuits seeking several seeking class action status and one seeking more than a hundred million dollars in damages. But on the 9th of April 2023, Billy McFarland tweeted that there will be Fire Festival 2. <laughs> Some people will go, but now it's so kind of like Woodstock. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Like, 
can't happen again, surely. <laughs> also, like, if you've been in, like, sentenced to fraud and stuff, like, surely you can't actually run a business anymore. Well, if you, do, if you serve your, do you serve your time? And I can't believe Ja Rule, like, come on, man, what are you doing? How what? did he not know that this was happening? I don't know, but you look like he's just partying all the time on a, on the, on a, on a documentary. Yeah. Um... There's one thing I think we've missed, not we've missed, but there's one story which I think was, I heard, I don't know if it's completely true, but with, in the, in the height of the beef, yeah. or maybe it's now, coming up to it, 50 Cent bought. Oh, wait. Oh. I'm not done. I thought oh it was my God. all the timeline. I thought you might miss no. it. No. Carry on. <laughs> that story is so funny. Yeah, no, it's too much. Um... So in 2018, Ja Rule kicked things off on Twitter again by firing at 50. Wait, so, we, so we're seven years. We've gone from 2011 to 2018. Yeah, well. Yeah, he isn't. How is this going on? So I well? don't know. They both sent like memes about each other and just being like generally catty. But I'm like, it's all fun, isn't it? Um, later that year. They're all rich at this point, isn't it? Yeah, they, I mean, whatever, man. So later that year, 50 Cent supposedly bought 200 front row tickets to Ja Rule's show for um and the tickets came to around three thousand dollars which is surprising how is that 200 front row tickets three grand but anyway what's that, what's that work out as huh what's that work out as? my math is terrible three thousand divided by 200 no it can't be fifteen dollars no nah, yeah no that must be wrong it could be something wrong with that you, maybe maybe if you're falling off that one, <laughs> front, row. front row don't um, he even photoshopped an image of himself sitting in the seats with the video of Ja Rule performing to an empty crowd. He lo- he wrote in the caption, I just bought 200 seats in the front row so they can be empty. Lol. That's so wild. Is that a real image? No, he photoshopped that. So it's just 50, like... I love that. <laughs> too good. Also, it's like... You guys are full grown ass men. Come on now. But that's actually so funny. Yeah. Um, and then Ja Rule tweeted, I get under 50 cent skin. I love it. Hashtag icon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. But yeah, there is a fun fact we can end on. What? You know the term like clap back? You're going to clap back. We're going to clap back. Yeah. So I didn't even realize, but because of that song that's where that comes from yeah well yeah. i'm guessing it's pretty it but like he like so, yeah but he like solidified the like clap back and now it's like a thing that we all say yeah, what, yeah true i mean yeah 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 i, I feel like uh, <laughs> we could do something on um like how hip-hop has changed language hip-hop or, or j or j huss yeah because anything j huss says just becomes Bunda, Bundesliga, like mm. anything Jay Huss says is is things. So is 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 now like going to be in the in the, in the dictionary. Now I like that. I mean, Ja Rule. <sighs> I mean, he did lose in it. That's the thing. He did, but Career. they're both winners. Oh, yeah, and they're both fine. Didn't Ja Rule go bankrupt at some point or something? Or maybe oh. Murder Inc went bankrupt. I think it was Murder Inc. Um, but yeah, I think there's like all whenever Ja Rule was doing weird stuff for money. I think there's one. He's like he's like selling like or advertising kebabs. Yeah. At some point, and, Joe, and every time Fifty's just like, "What the fuck is this?" Whereas Fifty's done, got on some vitamin water, made power. Yeah. You know, oh my god, shit! Yeah. To be honest, like 
when I was researching this, I was like, we just we actually just need to do like a full episode on like both of them because it's like they, what they've achieved is like incredible. What Fifty's done is crazy. <sighs> really, like, act, yeah, like even more. You, you said you said in your in, in in the podcast that they looked up to it. Yeah, Irvin Jar, like yeah, what you've done as a businessman is crazy. That's the thing with music. I've what I've actually clocked in music is no one's rich. People who are rich in the music industry aren't rich from making music. Literally. Even though like, oh, you sold million, nine times platinum, nine million albums. It's like, well, yeah, how much money are you getting from that? You just basically use that status to go set up something. Yeah. Like it's beats, vitamin water, power, and sell it. Even if I, I saw like, you know, KSI and Logan Paul, obviously they're rich from YouTube, amazingly so, but they're probably gonna be more rich from that prime drink. Oh my God, that fucking prime drink. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you use your status and then, and then sell something. I went to my local... And I was yeah. like, how much do you sell that for? And he was like, the can is five pounds and the bottle is 10. No one's buying it for 10 pounds. What, is, what does it even do? And it was like, it wasn't just like in the behind. in the fridge. It was like behind. Yeah, it was 10 pounds and people steal it. <laughs> I literally was like, that is for an energy drink. The marketing is fuck. Well, but they don't just do marketing. They just be like, hey, we drink this. No, but like the scarcity thing where they're like, oh, you can't get it anywhere. That kind of thing. Like it's all sold out. That's why she's wild. But no, you're right. Like all of these kind of like business ventures outside of music is what gets people money. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Jar will, 50 Cent will definitely be making a return to this podcast at some point. It's never yeah. Big Ross Beef was even crazier. Yeah. So we've got that one. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're feeling it. We'll be back next week. Go follow us on the socials at Behind the Drop. Two Ps, all socials. Till next time, peace.